0: You are Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes,
1: part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast on this beautiful Tuesday morning. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. And on today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, we are going to be joined by the Locked On Pistons as we discuss Luka Garza and Tyler Cook, and you're going to love what they have to say about Luka Garza. We also found out about another Iowa recruit that joined a Big Ten rival. We're going to discuss some recruiting as well on today's show. And after you get done listening to today's show, you got to make sure you're checking out the Locked On NFL preview. The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app to tune in beginning August 30th. So that is isn't coming in a week. You're going to want to tune into that, especially if you are an NFL fan. Get all the information you need to know preparing for the NFL season. And again, on today's show, we are going to be talking with Locked On Pistons about Luka Garza and Tyler Cook. And we're going to be discussing some recruiting news. And this is a reminder that coming up next week, we are moving to YouTube as well. We'll have our daily free episodes of our podcast wherever you download your podcast at. But we also now can find our free episode uh, living on the air on YouTube. You'll be able to see my ugly mug if you would like to do that. But let's get into some recruiting talk before we jump into segment two and segment three, where we are talking about Luca Garza, everyone's favorite discussion. Um, Brian Allen, the three star defensive lineman, has committed to Illinois. Now, this is a guy who I really felt like Iowa had a very good chance with. And when he was going to announce his commitment earlier in this month, I thought that was definitely leaning Iowa's way. He chose to change his mind, and he ultimately chose Illinois. Now, was he going to pick Iowa? I think it was a good chance he was going to pick Iowa. And something switched him, and he wanted to reevaluate his options. And ultimately, he chose to go to Illinois. Now, again, some people are going to look at this and say, wow, Iowa is just struggling and recruiting. And you know what? To a degree, they're right. Um, This is especially concerning the fact that Iowa has lost several recruits to Illinois. That has not happened in quite some time. And you know what? Credit to Brett Belima. He has came in there and he has done a phenomenal job of targeting the in-state guys and guys around the area and getting them to commit to Illinois over offers like Iowa. So that is concerning. If that trend holds true, if that trend holds true for the next, you know, two years, I'm going to be very concerned because when you look at this, Iowa has traditionally done a very good job in the state of Iowa and the state of Illinois. With Iowa State doing such a good job, they have done a much better job now of targeting some of the guys that Iowa has typically targeted and getting those guys. And Illinois, with with Brett Belima, I believe they are going to do a better job as well. In this class alone, Illinois has landed three guys that Iowa was targeting. That is three more than they have done in the past. My only thing I would say though, my uh, glass half full outlook on this is that I believe the fact that Iowa has such a strong roster top to bottom, the fact that they have such strong depth at the positions that they were targeting that they lost out into Illinois, is, I think that's being played against them. All right? Brett, it, Brett Belima is a gosh, I keep mis- Brett Belima, excuse me, is a great coach and he is likely in my opinion using that against Iowa and I don't blame him. At Illinois, they might get early playing time. At Iowa, probably not. Brian Allen, not going to see the field for quite some time at Iowa. Ian Pugh, he has a lot of guys he's trying to fight with to get playing time. Iowa just brought in three wide receivers. He probably wanted to go to Illinois. At the running back position, there's a little bit better of a path with Aiden Lowry, but... Iowa still has, after the season, after Tyler Goodson more than likely leaves, they still have three scholarship running backs, including two guys who have a couple years of experience in the program and are looking pretty well in camp. Now, Devin Hilson, uh, a guy who I think could be really good, he definitely needs some refinement um, at that running back position, but when you look at that, you are the lower man on the totem pole there, so why would you not choose to go to Illinois, um, especially when they're going to be running a similar scheme to Iowa? You can't. You can't say the offensive scheme is going to be much different. They're relatively similar, um, at least from a power run perspective. Remember, Brett Belima did what Iowa does at Wisconsin. And again, Brian Allen, not a guy who's going to see the field right away. So to me, that was probably part of it. Now, looking at the outlook, last week we didn't have a chance to talk about this, but I had a feeling it was coming. Jasmine Peterson, a four-star running back, a top 500 player with 23 offers, did commit to the Iowa Hawkeyes, and that does get me excited. Some people are on Twitter saying, well, he doesn't have a ton of committable offers. The offers were there. Some of those big schools were using him as a backup option. That does not mean they didn't want him. It means they were targeting other guys higher than him. That is not downgrade that Iowa got him. He is still a phenomenal running back, and Iowa wouldn't have extended an offer unless it felt like they really could see him playing for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He made a good impression on Iowa, and Iowa clearly made a good impression on him. And this is really Liddell Betts' first big grab in the state of Florida. Um, That bodes well for what we can expect in the future from Liddell Betts. um, Going in-state, grabbing a guy that Iowa was not recruiting – until very recently, and getting him to commit to the University of Iowa by showing him the love and what they can do and what he can do in the program, to me that speaks volumes about what Iowa can do from a recruiting perspective, and that gets me a bit more excited and eases the pain of losing like a Brian Allen in this in this situation. Now where does Iowa go from here? Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Leah Vann's podcast, the On Iowa podcast with Tyler Barnes, I highly recommend you do it. Um, on that podcast he had mentioned that Iowa was hoping to grab five to six more guys. Now, with Patterson committing, that probably gets down to four or five more guys. I believe Iowa probably needs another running back, in my opinion. They also need another defensive back. They were originally targeting Keith Moko um, out of Newton, but he committed to UNI. My guess is that doesn't necessarily sway Iowa from targeting him and trying to get him to switch. They still want another defensive lineman. I think they would be happy to grab another tight end and likely one or two interior offensive linemen. Um, That's probably what's up next. Uh, Again... They haven't really been targeting a couple running backs yet. Um, I, I expect that to kind of change. They have several defensive linemen they're looking at. Um, and then tight ends. My guess is they're going to wait and see what happens over the senior year of football. Um, there's a kid, at Brady McCullough, out of Ankeny that I think probably need to watch out for if he has a big season as being the main target at Ankeny. Um, so Iowa... You know they are still going to be able to round out a pretty solid recruiting class, but they're just going to wait for some of the development of these prospects over their senior season. So I do not expect anything to change from a commitment perspective at Iowa for at least two or three months at this point. So be on the lookout for that as we get more news um, coming up from a recruiting perspective. That does do it for our recruiting recap. Uh, Coming up on segment two, we're going to get into the Luka Garza talk with Locked On Pistons, whether or not that two-way deal made sense, whether or not Luka Garza did enough to earn that two-way deal, which he did, and what his thoughts are on Luka Garza um, pre-draft, post-draft, and after the Summer League. All that's coming up on segment two and segment three of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. And Of course, before we get into any of that, though, I do want to tell you about Sweat Block because if you're like me, you have had to deal with excessive sweating your entire life. It's embarrassing. You have to pick out different color shirts. You have to be very cognizant of the heat because who knows how much you're going to sweat through it. When I give presentations, the last thing I do is lift up my arms because I'm so you know nervous about that presentation. I literally sweat through my shirt and it's embarrassing, but I don't have to worry about that any longer because SweatBlock is here and that is why I use SweatBlock's antiperspirant wipes. They help me get through the day without excessive sweating. SweatBlock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply... Apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but take it from me, it literally has changed my life. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. All right, y'all. This is Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes and Kukahil of Locked On Pistons. We are here to talk about Luka Garza and Tyler Cook, uh, but more more specifically, focusing on Luka Garza, the former Naismith Player of the Year, crafted by the Detroit Pistons, and had what I would consider a pretty superb performance in the summer league. Um, first, before we get into any of that, though, Q, how are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing great, man. Just got up about an hour ago, but you know, I'm ready. Always ready to talk about some Pistons,
1: especially right. some rookie guys. I love man. Has it been a little bit rough? I mean, I think the last couple of years, the roster has uh, been turning over quite a bit. The, the performance on the court has not been very good. Do you feel like the Pistons are turning the corner now?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think they definitely are turning the corner. It definitely has been like a, a, a roller coaster of an experience. Uh, for with Blake Griffin when he came and his time here became like my favorite Piston ever with the season. It was just a ton of fun to watch. And then like everything went downhill and now he's it's like a villain to Pistons fans, and then we, go, we get rid of half the ro- more than half the roster and within an offseason. It's just like just two, ha- two and a half years ago, it was a completely different team, and now it's completely different. So just in like three years, it's been a really big roller coaster, but
1: definitely on the way up. Absolutely. Getting Cade Cunningham, obviously a fantastic pickup at the number one pick overall. But the one guy we are here to talk about is Luka Garza, drafted in the back half of the second round. Um, what was your initial reaction to drafting Luca Garza?
0: So I don't watch college basketball much. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a college guy. Uh, but when the draft starts rolling around, I do start reading stuff to try. I let the experts do their thing. I'm not going to act like I'm knowledgeable and something I'm not. So I listen to what the people who are good with this kind of thing. I listen to them and read their stuff. And from what I understood about Luca Garza was, uh, and I don't want to sound too negative, but basically everyone, it, I, basically everyone I had read is that he's that they were out on him possibly being an NBA player because of how awful he would be defensively. I don't think I saw many people question uh, his offensive ability, even though I think we'll talk about some surprising things in his offensive game later on. Uh, but it, it was lo- most, mostly talking about how bad he would be defensively, how he would just wouldn't be able to last. So uh, I actually had someone on my podcast who did a, a mock draft, and he selected Luca Garza with, like, the I think it was the 52nd, uh, 52nd pick I think he selected him with in the mock draft. And Pistons fans went crazy saying, oh, why would you draft him? He's not even going to have a chance to be an NBA player. He can't move, blah, blah, So it's been funny. It's been funny to actually see that change because now he's like a big fan favorite and everyone loves him. So, but yeah, my initial thoughts was uh, I'm not sure about this because everything I've heard, not many people are high on him possibly being able to be an NBA player, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I feel like a lot of people feel that way about Luka Garza um, coming into the NBA. Anyone who didn't watch Luka Garza play college basketball were thinking, well, clearly, you know, we, we understand he can play offense, but can he play defense? So you're looking at what, um, you know, mock draft and draft, ex- draft experts are saying about him. Um, I think from an Iowa perspective, our thoughts were Luka Garza finds a way to succeed regardless of the situation, and he's going to outwork every single person on that court, every single night. And I think we saw glimpses of that in the summer league. So based off of the summer league performance, what are your reactions now? What is the the sentiment in Piston nation?
0: Well, can I ask you just one question real quick? Absolutely, man. Go for it. Have you, sp- have you seen or spoken to
1: Luca's uh, father? Was he like a big vocal person? In, when he was at college, I have, I've actually had Frank on the show a couple of times. Frank is a phenomenal guy. Um, Just so much positive energy. Uh, Awesome guy all around. And uh, Iowa fans absolutely adore Frank. Well, he –
0: it's the same thing here in Detroit because he ever since (laughs) Luca Garza got drafted, he has been absolutely like the Pistons number one fan on Twitter. He's been tweeting all of us in Pistons. I don't know how he found all of us already, but he found all of us in Pistons Twitter. He sends us like almost every day training videos of Luca or, or good messages about Luca and adds us all. He's like every single day he's constantly tweeting at us and everyone absolutely loves him. He makes it impossible to root against Luca. So he does. He's a good
1: dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, I actually think about getting him on the pocket soon for myself. But, yeah, definitely a good guy. He's made it hard to root against Luka. But the Summer League, um, it's kind of some mixed reactions for me at least. So, first, his outside shot definitely was a surprise for me. Uh, I didn't think he'd be shooting it like that in, in the Summer League, and he definitely was well, – the shot looked really nice. Uh, you kind of hit on it when you just talked about it. Obviously, a lot of Iowa people will know. Uh, but he, absolutely, he just goes out there and he just works much harder – than anybody else his motor is like constantly 100 percent now his motor may not equate to him getting faster but you can see that like he's absolutely out there giving it his all nonstop. and the Pistons fans love that especially like in Detroit sports that's one of the things that attracts you to the fan base so he he absolutely gives it his all nonstop. his offensive game is really polished um he he has really good footwork in the post Uh, he showed off a little bit of passing ability. I don't know if that was just uh, quick flashes or if that's actually part of his game, but he did show off a few like uh, on-the-live-dribble backdoor passes, which were pretty nice to see. Um, But, yeah, outside of that, he was really good offensively, I think. Uh, And that's the thing that kind of holds me up a little bit because I'm a Pistons fan, and I saw Dewan Summers destroy the Summer League. And a lot of people say – a lot of people are entering into summer league was like, Yeah, Luca Garza was going to be one of those guys who would be able to dominate summer league. His game matches up for summer league to be able to dominate guys, you know, there's aren't NBA players. He's stronger, more skillful than them offensively, and they're not really gonna scheme against him defensively to showcase his weaknesses. But his performance in summer league offensively was really good defensively. Um, I think that we saw ways for him to try to find a way to fit in the NBA. Uh his he did lose a lot of weight. I believe he said he lost like 25 pounds already, yeah. uh, which definitely helps him a lot. Um, he's not, the, he's still not very fast uh, laterally at all. Uh, his foot speed isn't that fast either. Uh, but what he did, I, I hope that this is like something that has been told to him because you kind of saw it tick up as once he became the starter in the Summer League, I believe after the second game. Um, he started becoming like one of those guys who just really positions himself well on defensive glass and like removes like second opportunities. Uh, and if you're going to be a bad defender, and for me personally, I, it's hard for me to see like a route to where he can become a passable defender in the NBA, just because I think like teams in the NBA are going to scheme against you every night. Like if they're on the floor, they're going to put him in pick and rolls every single time. They're going to get him involved in action. I just don't know how he'd react to that. But m- the way I see him possibly being able to stick on the floor is if he's going to be one of those guys, who's a really good team defender. And we eliminate second opportunities for the, uh, for the other team. That will keep you on the floor if you're a really good defensive uh, rebounder, especially if you're as good offensively as he was in the summer league. So that's my thoughts from his summer league.
1: All right, y'all. I want to quickly pause the conversation with Koo, and I want to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer, why not save some time and save some money by going to rockauto.com. I personally went to rockauto.com a couple weeks ago and ordered two engine air filters. It saved me $50, took me less than five minutes, so when you add that all up, driving to the store, talking to the guy would have taken me 30 to 35 minutes total and would have cost me $50 more, so I saved time and money. It's honestly a win-win deal going to rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And betonline.ag is the place you need to go to as football season gears up. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. So head over to that website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. So you can get a 100% welcome bonus using LOCKEDON or you can use the NFL100 promo and get refunded up to $25 when you make a bet on the Buccaneers versus Dallas Cowboys on September 9th. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. That makes sense. Yeah, I saw the I saw the first couple of games and the last couple games I was in um, in Alaska, so I didn't get a chance to watch those, but um, I thought on the pick and roll, you could tell they were targeting him, right? And they would put, you know, put guards against him and they were um, going to the basket. I personally thought defensively on the pick and roll, it was better than what I anticipated. I know that's not necessarily saying that he was, it was good, but I thought he was better than what I anticipated. And then from a second chance point opportunity, I completely agree. I think the thing with Luka, you're going to get is everything within his power that he can control, he will control, right? So if he is able to at least just put himself in good positioning, he will be there. He will not magically gain a significant amount of athleticism, but he will make sure that he is at least in the way. And I felt like he did a good job with that several times. When I watched a couple of his games of just getting in the way, right? He wasn't going to be able to necessarily block the shot or do anything dangerous, but he was just getting in the way of folks. And I thought that was better than what we could expect. And then, as you mentioned the offensive game, uh, it, it's tough to keep a guy like that. I feel like off the court when he can post up and he can also shoot the three. Um, so that leads me into my next question the Pistons roster doesn't have a lot of uh, you know, veteran type of players. When you look at the center position, Jill Okafor, another guy not known for playing defense at all. I, I would say not for a lack of uh, ability, but for lack of trying, um, in my personal opinion. Where does Luka fit into this roster? I know he got a two-way deal, but where does he fit into this roster long-term, do you feel like?
0: Well, the Pistons currently have 16 people on the roster. So one of them is going to have to go, I think, all of us in Pistons Twitter and everyone who covers the Pistons. We've all basically assumed it's going to be Julio Okafor. We'd be shocked if it's not him getting waived soon to make space. Uh, They don't have to do it until the opening night. They can walk into training camp or whatever with 20 people, I believe. So it doesn't have to happen soon, but we're all basically assuming it's going to be Julio Okafor just gets waived. But for Luca Garza, he got two-way contract. I expect him to spend a lot of his time in the G League. Uh, the Pistons have uh, Isaiah Stewart and Kelly Olynyk already as their centers right now. They just paid Kelly Olenek all a lot of money, so he's going to play a lot. Obviously, Isaiah Stewart's going to play a lot. And Isaiah Stewart, actually, I think it's, I think Isaiah Stewart is a, is a reason why a lot of Pistons fans are really like fans of Luca Garza as well. Um, and it's it's another thing why I said after the summer league, I won the pockets. I said, you know what, I understand why you'd take a bet on this guy. If there's a guy you'd want to take a bet on late in the second round, it's this type of guy. And it's the same thing with Isaiah Stewart. And it's the fact that we just watched Isaiah Stewart at the beginning of the season. Like in the preseason, I came on and said I didn't think this dude would be capable of playing NBA minutes at all right now. He just doesn't look like he's ready. And he's one of those guys, like, you, like you've like you described about Luca. just goes out 100% motor. He has tremendous work ethic. He knows what he needs to get better at. He's very self-aware. He's he's not cocky. Like he knows what he needs to get better at. And he's going to do what he has to do to get better at that. And he has incredible work ethic, incredible motor. And a guy like that is the t- kind of guy that you don't bet against. Like, he may have all these deficiencies, but if they have that type of attitude and that kind of work ethic and that type of will to learn and get better, you don't bet against that kind of guy. So it's, I think it's that kind of same thing with Luca. So I don't expect him to play many minutes at all this season. I expect him to spend a lot of time in the G League getting a lot of good run. Uh, I just don't think the Pistons have – much room for him to play right now. I think maybe towards the end of the season when they're like officially out the playoffs or whatever, and they're just like getting young guys minutes. I think that's when you'll see him get called up. Uh, also injuries. If like something happens with Kelly Olinick or Isaiah Stewart, he gets hurt. Uh, I, I, knock on wood, but hopefully nothing serious, but injuries are part of rotation every single year. Everyone deals with injuries. So if they deal with injuries at the center spot, obviously he'll get called up. And I think then he'll get some minutes. Abbas side that I think he's going to spend a lot of time in the G league developing, playing against guys. Um, and then towards the end of the year, we may see him get some spot minutes.
1: Makes sense. And um, Luka Garza signing that two way deal sounds like you are a fan of of doing that and signing him to two two year or the two way deal. Excuse me. That way he can play in the G League, get minutes while the minutes are there, and then if needed, he can be called up and play on the active NBA roster. Would that be an accurate statement?
0: Yeah, I was I was a very big fan of that. I, I wasn't. I don't know if I wanted to give him a full roster spot simply because we. I don't. I didn't expect him to really be like an important part of the roster right now. Uh, Also, like you said, I'd like him to stay in the G League for a while and and get some work down there. Um, I know a lot of people, it's still like catching G League, still trying to catch up in that terms of uh, like uh, perception amongst fans and stuff. Uh, But it's not a bad thing at all to be in the G League. It it really isn't like to be down there and developing. It's really good rather than sitting on the bench, not getting any run it's better to be down there developing, getting run and, and focus, especially if your team has a G league team, because then they're basically setting out a plan for you when you're down there. It's not just, you go down there playing pickup. There's a plan for you down there. So that's why I really wanted to do. And obviously the team agreed. So I think it's going to be good form and I can't wait to see what happens.
1: Very exciting stuff. The other guy I wanted to quickly cover is um, former Iowa basketball player, Tyler cook, Tyler cook, has been bouncing around NBA rosters since joining the NBA um, or coming into the league, I should say. And last year I felt like he had a pretty solid um, back end of the season for the Pistons. Obviously they're getting a lot of young guys, some big minutes. He signed a contract, but was subsequently released a few weeks before the G League, a few weeks before his salary was guaranteed. What are your thoughts on Tyler Cook, and where do you feel like he is going to end up, and will that be the Pistons?
0: Uh, I don't think he has any chance with the Pistons. I think the Pistons have their roster set. Uh, just don't – they've also filled their two-way contract, so it's just – he's not going to come back here. Um, I hope that he ends up getting on somewhere. I don't want anyone to be out the NBA. I thought it was really cool and really – and really that's really cool of Troy Reaver to give him a full guaranteed contract to end that last season because he had been jumping around team to team to team. I believe he even, like, hopped around from, like, three different teams just last year. I know he played for Brooklyn a little bit last year. I don't know what the other team was. Uh, but he definitely been hopping around team to team, and it was cool that Troy Weaver gave him a full contract. His play down the line with the Pistons. So you, you'll you'll notice this from people who listen to this listen to this podcast and happen to like know me or listen to me or anything. You'll hear this. I wasn't the biggest fan of Tyler Cook. I saw what he did. He he did have a, a a good enough close of the season to guarantee guarantee himself a contract for the Pistons, which was nice, and I'm happy for that. But the thing with Tyler Cook is is that like. He's, like, in this and, – and also, I don't feel like the Pist he, – he was really being used the best type of way as well, but I, I, I could say that by a lot of Pistons last year. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to get if, – if you get me on that, I'll rant for a while. But uh, I, the thing about Tyler Cook is that he's kind of like a – I feel like he's kind of like a center and like a, like a tweener body. And he can't really – he can't shoot at all, and, and that kind of hurts. But he's really best used as, like, a lap threat in the pick-and-roll widow, because he has insane bunnies and he can really throw the ball down. So, like, a lot of times the Pistons would be having him in the corner, and he did do a good job cutting to the rim trying to get cuts and, and dump offs on, on dunks, whatever. But the real thing is, is like, he doesn't really provide much value, in my opinion, outside of, you know, lobs or cutting to the rim dunks. And I, I feel like he really struggled on – he struggled a bit on defense. Um, He definitely struggled rebounding the ball a lot. Uh, that Like I said, that's more of the fact that he's, like, being played as a big guy when it's not really, like, that's – his body doesn't really necessarily say big guy, especially against NBA caliber big guys. So he struggled in the rebounding department. Uh, he can't really shoot outside at all, really. Um, I don't think he has that great of touch either. They tried giving him a lot of post ups, and he he didn't do very well with that. Honestly, if he was just like I, I feel like if he was just a little bit stronger and bigger, he could try to convert to being simply a lob threat, set good screens, and just rim roll and try to create gravity off of that. Um, I don't know if that's possible. But that's really his only role right now in the NBA. I hope a team gives him a chance and he is able to do that kind of thing. I hope they use him correctly and try to use him. It's just like a lob threat running towards the rim. Cause that's basically why I think his only role possible possibility is an NBA. Um, but for the Pistons, he definitely, and also he didn't have a good showing at all for himself in some league. I'm sure you saw that he was yep. after the first game, he was trending on Twitter. Uh, Pistons fans were not being very nice to him, but, um, so I think they actually were trying to give him a chance to like compete for that second two-way contract after being released, and he just didn't do a very good job of that at all. I believe he actually got was even played in one of the summer league games. So, yeah, I I hope he latches on somewhere else. He definitely did have a good close to the season last year, but after that, he struggled to really hang on, which sucked to see, but I hope he gets another chance somewhere.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate the, the insight there as well. Um, Unfortunately you know, for Tyler Cook, but um, awesome stuff hearing about Luka Garza. I hope Tyler Cook can latch onto a spot and hopefully Luka Garza can make an impact at the NBA level at some point this season. Um, who, who, where, can, where can the folks find you at for more analysis? Obviously, I'm sure a lot of people on this uh, listening to this podcast follow Frank Garza. I'm sure they see him tagging you as well. But where can the folks find your awesome work? Because they want to hear more about Luka Garza and the Detroit Pistons.
0: So, you can also find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill MBA. You can find my podcast, Locked on Pistons, just like you can find this one on all your uh, podcast platforms. Uh, you can find it over there. Also, I'm on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. I also write articles over at Detroit Bad Boys at SB Nation. So, make sure you check me out over there. And we're going to have a lot of fun with Luke Garza. He basically became the fan favorite, the fan favorite in, in Detroit. It's It's crazy to see. So, definitely, it's going to be a fun season with him.
1: Love it, man. Well, Koo, thank you so much for hopping on. I appreciate your insight. We'll have to have you on again later, and I highly recommend you get Frank on. Frank is a hoot, man. (laughs) I definitely. All right, y'all, and that does do it for our show today. I hope you enjoyed um, that crossover episode with Koo of Locked On Pistons talking about Luka Garza and Tyler Cook. We're going to be back tomorrow as well, so stay tuned for that. And if you haven't done this already, please make sure to subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at. And if you love the show, give us that five-star review. And if you want more Locked On content, betting on the Locked On or betting on your team, I should say, does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts at. And that will do it for our show today, our daily free show of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. We'll be back tomorrow morning, so stay tuned for that. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you listening in. I appreciate your love and your listenership. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And let's go Hawks.